We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. Once again, it is the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. It is Wednesday morning. My name is Rob Dawson. That gentleman you see there with me is Jeffrey Goodman. Jeff, what's going on, man? How you doing? It was a wild night in college basketball last night. Good night. It was seriously, it was like I did not expect it to be. uh, And sometimes those are the best nights, right? You look at it and you're like, eh, just okay. It's not really doing a whole lot for me, but. It's like one after the other. And listen, Sparty started it off, didn't they? They started off with a bang, like a resounding win for Sparty. And now um, they're 75 in the net. I just checked. Um, They've got three quad one wins, and they've got plenty of opportunities left. Now, I don't know if you believe that Tom Izzo has has – turn this thing around and figure it out. But I'll say, like, Aaron Henry's playing some really, really good basketball. Josh Langford was terrific last night. And, uh, you know, Illinois still, I got to say, I'm still not completely a buyer in Illinois being a Final Four team. I just don't trust uh, them showing up every single night. I don't. I think the biggest issue with Illinois is that um, they can really only beat you in one way, right? They have to have Io playing well, and they have to have Kofi playing well, and there's only certain things. Both those guys are pretty limited in terms of what they can do. They're great at the things that they can do, but if you take those things away, you know, if you could limit Io getting downhill to his right hand, you know, we saw Maryland do that earlier this year, um, then you can kind of keep him in control and have him in. If you can uh, keep Kofi Coburn from completely dominating the paint and get physical with him and get him frustrated and get in the line. Just yeah. get him in the line over and over and over. Just don't yeah. give him dunks. Yeah, I mean, all of that that's that's how you that's how you beat him. And um Michigan State did that last night. I also think it's important to note that um part of the reason Michigan State is playing better is because Tom Izzo has gone with this lineup where he's playing Rocket Watts at the point with Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, um, Joey Hauser, um, putting Just in all those like big long wings. Yeah, I'm yeah. uh and who's the who's the guy I'm missing? Um, Josh Langford. So he gets he'll he's playing small, and he's getting up like four wings on the floor at the same time. And well, one Gabe Brown is the one that's getting a lot of minutes now. I think that I mean, and obviously yeah. Rocket. I, I think I think Izzo's whole deal. I'm sure, and I haven't talked to him about it, but I'm sure the deal with Rocket was um, we're not going to play him if he's not doing what what he needs to be doing for Michigan State basketball. And and maybe he's doing that now. Maybe he's bought in, or maybe Izzo's just like f it. I don't at this point, uh, this is all we got. Rocket's one of our I mean, the one thing with Rocket Watts is 
He can make plays. You got to live with part space. of it is he's playing within himself. You know, when you have 13 points, five assists, and you're not throwing the ball all over the court and um, taking 27 shots in a game, and, and none of them are good shots. Like that's that's big. That that matters for him and, and for Michigan State. So um, yeah, I, I thought that that. Michigan State is playing better. I thought that that performance specifically had a lot to do with matchups as opposed to anything else. Like we mentioned this last night on the locker room, but um, when 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 Illinois has their five best players on the floor, like they're so small. They have two guards that are under six foot. They have um, they have Adam Miller at the three. He's like six three, and they have Io basically playing the four. So. Uh, that's their best five. I don't think people realize how small that team is when they have their best five on the floor. And and again, when you have Michigan State, Michigan State only took eight threes last night. How about yeah, that? that's part of it too. They got to the basket anytime they wanted. Just kind of took advantage of the size and the length that they had in the wings. So, um, in terms of like whether or not they're going to get into the NCAA tournament, I mean, look, they don't have the resume right now to get a bid, but they don't have any bad losses to their name, right? And they still have three games against top five teams. Uh, they get Maryland at the on the road, and I believe don't they play Indiana again as well? I think they, they do. do. They got Indiana at home. Here's their their schedule: it's Ohio State at home, at Maryland, Indiana home, and then two against Michigan to end it. That's a yeah. lot of games, by the way. In yeah, the last five games, so five games. We're, we're we're less than three. I mean, we're like two and a half weeks away from from the selection. This is crazy. How many games they have? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, if they go if they go three and two in that stretch, which is very doable for them, yeah, um, they're they're in, they're dancing, they're going to the tournament, and and like then well, as I, long I, as you don't lose your first game of the Big Ten tournament, I I think it's hard to get. Do, it's not going to. Nah, you, you can't say do. that. Yes, I can. I can absolutely say that because that will put them at five quadrant one wins, right? You know, it's good that that their net playing five, five. Yeah, top it's going to go up no matter what. It's going to go up. Yeah, five quadrant one wins. Yeah, this year is going to they be get in the mid fifties in the net with their name being Michigan State. Honestly, I don't think it matters. Five quadrant one wins. Five, five quadrant one wins. Two wins over top oh, five. Just give me, hey, just give me a Duke Michigan State first four, please. <laughs> like I would be so excited. Champions classic to the first four. All right, let's talk a little bit about Oklahoma and Kansas State because that's definitely a game that we have to talk about because yeah. Oklahoma State lost to the Wildcats. It, it kind of it reinforced something that I've I've thought for a while that that Oklahoma's probably a little bit overvalued at this point. See, um, I don't believe that. I, I just think this was one of those where, honestly, not a throwaway game, but, you know, Oklahoma just – Kansas State did a good job defensively, at least when I was watching. I didn't watch this whole game because, honestly, I couldn't watch those damn uniforms for a whole game. Those uniforms were the ugliest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Uh, the only one who looked good in whatever color that was uh, – what, what color was that? That's not purple. I don't know, but uh, Kansas State did kind of – uh, or Oklahoma did kind of give that one away. They were up by six with like three minutes left and, yep. and gave up an 11 0 run. Um, but I, I mean, Manic, I man. unless they can get Brady Manick back, Oklahoma's, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be in trouble. Because, like, to me, again, I love those three guards. I, I really do. I love Austin Reeves. Uh, obviously, Devian Harmon's terrific. And, and uh, Gibson's been really good, especially shooting the ball. But if they don't have Brady Manick making shots, I don't know what he was last night. I think he made like one field goal or something. Um, he was one for seven from the floor. I, just, I, I mean, if you I look at his numbers, 
look at what he's done since he came back from uh, from COVID. Um, he, he's been awful shooting the ball. His confidence is is completely shaken. And if they can't get him back, they're probably a, a one and out at best in the NCAA tournament. If they can get him going, and like that's all. If I'm honestly, if I'm Lon Kruger, that's like all I care about now is like how can we get Brady Manic easy shots to get his confidence up so that eventually he's not thinking when he's shooting the ball from the perimeter because he, he gives him a completely different option beyond those three guards, and they have to have it. They have to. Yeah, um, I, I just still, again, it, it's a team where I don't know if they have a pro on the roster. And when you don't have a pro on the roster, it's very hard for me to believe in you as more than just kind of like a, a good team. They're good. They're a tournament team. Um, but this idea that they're one of the top 10 teams in college basketball is just that that one doesn't make any sense to me um, at all. All right, you got anything else from last night? We yeah. probably have to talk about How Baylor. How are you not going to talk about the return of the Baylor Bears and the fact that they almost I just lost. did. I literally just said we got to talk about Baylor. All right. Well, get to it. Go ahead. You're I, you're the one. You, you got the takes now. You're in Listen, charge. They, they were down. You were scared they were going to lose to Iowa State, your team, your Cyclones. I hope you took them yesterday. I know I did. Of course I did. 23 and a half. That was like the easiest one of all time. Um you know, to me, again, you, you you have a three-week layoff, and it's not just a three-week layoff. It's the fact that, that Scott Drew came back from this and decided to play a game so quickly when a team like Michigan took like nine days before they played their first game. Um, Scott Drew, they practiced twice. So you knew they were going to be rusty, Rob. Um, they they kind of got away with one here for the most part. It, and I just thought, like, at the end of the game, man, like that play that Jared Butler made, um, getting the basket, it, it was just so sweet. Like he's he's so underrated, and, and I know that's crazy to say, but it's true. When you talk about a guy who, who who's you know, I know you you laughed at me with the David Duke comments earlier this year, being one of the better all around guards, top five all around guards in, in college basketball. Jared Butler might be number one all around guard. He might be. I mean, really, really good defensively could score in a variety of ways, can make people better. Um, obviously, they play with two-point guards, so that helps. So his, his numbers aren't going to be great because he's on a team with a lot of weapons. But if you put him in another team, if you put him on Illinois, say, what would Jared Butler's numbers look like? I mean, they'd look really good. I don't know if they'd necessarily be all that much better than what he has right now. And, and honestly, I'm not – the numbers aren't the thing that stands out to me. He, like, he's, he's an automatic first-team All-American, like, without any kind of – question so like, what else do you want from him yeah I just don't think enough people talk about him like he's an automatic first team all-american I think it's Garza Io Garza Io you got well, the guys he also, he, also hasn't, he hasn't played in three weeks yeah so what like what are, what are we going to talk about with Jerry like he hasn't played in three weeks we haven't seen him and he came out today and he or he came I've out last night he was, he was, he was I've actually seen him I've talked to him a couple times through that, that it was uh yeah I, I mean look the the big thing with Baylor was they had two practices before they played and those yep. guys were like stuck in their room. And, and yep. um, our, our Baylor podcast had uh, their strength and conditioning coach on who basically said like, those guys weren't really allowed to do anything. They were sneaking in like air squats and jump squats and pushups when they were in their rooms and they were isolated, but like, that was it. So um, it's, it wasn't a surprise to me that they looked as rusty as they did. Uh, yep. And I think you made the point that 
Um, when Michigan came back from theirs, they they had a week worth of practices to kind of get back up to speed a little bit. And uh, they still came out slow against Wisconsin and had to make a comeback um, in that game as well. What about uh, what about Texas making that comeback? They were down by 14 in the second half and came back and beat uh, beat Kansas um, in Dude, Orange. That I was thought, the biggest win of the night. That was the yeah. biggest, most important win of the night because it's a team that could actually do something. Mm-hmm. Like if they get their act together, which they look fine. Like there were no more arguments, at least that I saw. Well, I, there was a moment in the second half when um, the whole team was on the bench during the comeback, and Courtney Ramey walked down the bench and just was like yelling at everyone, like "Let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go!" Like, and Andrew Jones was one of those guys. So it's. Um, Did you think Andrew was going to like punch him or something? No, it was just it was good to see that they kind of like they they moved past it. You know, it's one of those things where um, sometimes you just kind of have to get it out, right? Like sometimes you got this. Built up frustration, this pent up frustration, and um, you don't think, you don't you think I know that? You don't think yeah. I know that for the last few months? Yeah, I mean, you just got you have to say what you have to say sometimes and get it off your chest. And you want me to do that right now? You want me to say what I got to say about working with you for the last few months? Um, well, I mean, you've been saying it, so like, you're talking, <laughs> you're talking, you say it every day. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it was that was big because if Texas can get it going, like that's. To me, they are they are the team that has the highest ceiling in the Big Twelve, not named Baylor. Yeah, right. Like they're they're the they're the team that if they yep. get it going, they can make it the farthest um, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I, look, West Virginia can I think can beat anybody on the right day when their shots are going down, but it's hard for me to buy into a team that uh, can't, like struggles defensively the way that they struggle. Um, it, Kansas just does not have – they don't have the ceiling that other teams do because they don't have that that go-to guy, that star player. Uh, and, um, yeah, I don't think there's – like Oklahoma, whatever, Texas Tech, meh. Yeah. It's Texas. If they can get it going, they're the second-best team um, in the Big 12. Uh, anything else? UConn got it going last night. Villanova got it going last night. Your Johnnies uh, – Johnnies did not. I actually had a good night. I don't know what this con's saying. I, yeah, I – Akron, Missouri, St. Louis, and St. John's weren't good, but uh, Louisville, Florida, Iowa State. I had Nebraska. Uh, I had UConn. I had um, uh, Pacific. So I, I did. I had a good night actually. I, I made some money yesterday, so I feel good. Yeah, I did too. I'm I'm back back in back getting winning ways. And yeah, Joe. I mean, Nova Nova's looking good. The big thing for me is that they're they're starting to to defend better than they were before. Like that to me. That's that's kind of where Villanova turns into um, a national title contender again. You know, they they're a little bit like as weird as this is going to sound. They're a little bit like Iowa in the sense that um, they have not been nearly good enough on the defensive end of the floor to be able to consider them like a a, a national title um, contender at this point right now. Uh, that doesn't mean they can't get there, uh, but at this point, like they've had they've had issues on that end, and and some of it is just like their legs being in shape. Some of it is. The fact that Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Colin Gillespie are just not great defenders. Yeah, um, that's that's my problem. I, I just don't know if they've got the uh, athletic uh, athleticism uh, to be great defensively. That that's that's my bigger issue with this Villanova team. To be honest, I, I like them. I don't love them, but again, I'm not going to discount uh, any Villanova team right now. All right, uh, Sam wants us. Right, hold on, hold on, real, real. Hello, real Sam wants us to move. Yeah, no, hold on. Before before you, we got to talk about Brian Antoine's back. Did you see that? No, Brian I didn't Antoine see he came back. Yeah, Brian Antoine played, which is like 
I don't think it has much impact on this season for Villanova. Yeah, it's, not, it's nice to see that dude getting a chance. Like he's had such, eleven minutes. Yeah, he's had such bad shoulder injuries and oh, multiple shoulder surgeries. He can shoot so. it, man. I'll tell you what. I saw him play a ton with Scotty Lewis on the AU circuit. Brian Antoine can shoot the shit out of it. So, um, I, I yeah, I I kind of hope he he's able to figure in. I don't know how he'll play a whole lot, but. Um, but no, it, like get, on, get on the court, get your legs under you, get healthy, and be ready to go and be a star next season. For for uh, yes, SD, I still think BC should have hired Mike Hopkins. Absolutely, uh, I think if you kept him in the Northeast, here here's the difference with Mike Hopkins. Right now, he doesn't have any talent at Washington. Last year, it sucked. Right, last year, you know, McDaniel's wasn't really a team guy. Didn't have a point guard. Quadi Green's not good enough. He's not really a point. If you put Mike Hopkins in New England. OK, which is his sweet spot for recruiting. Everybody loves him here. Everybody in the prep schools loves him here. They would send guys to him at Boston College. Um, he got Isaiah Stewart all the way out from from New York to Seattle. He, he would have got him at Boston College. Uh, I, yeah, I, I again, I would try to hire him now. I mean, they can't because he's got a 12 million dollar buyout, I guess. Or if they fire him, he's owed 12 million. Uh, and, and if he's smart, he gets one more year at. Washington and Bayheim's done coaching maybe both of his kids next year and the stars align and he still gets a job as a, the coach at Syracuse. All right, let's talk about tonight's slate. Um, the biggest game of the day is probably Alabama at Arkansas. Uh, right now over at Bet Rivers, that line is uh, Arkansas minus two, believe it or not. That total is 156. Jeffrey, how are you feeling? Uh, I kind of like Arkansas here. Kind of like Arkansas. That's why I'm not wearing the uh, the Alabama hat today. I, I just don't feel it. I don't feel it with this Alabama team. I don't think they've played nearly as well over the last few weeks. Um, I, I don't know if you can completely trust them at this point. I like the fact that they've got Jordan Bruner back, but I still think it's going to take time for them to get back. And, and I think Arkansas is playing really good basketball right now. They've beaten some good teams lately. Um, some quality wins, or what would they be? Florida and Missouri. Florida, yeah, Missouri. They won, four in a row. they won four in a row. They won at Kentucky in that mix. Um, and they have another one. Hold on, I'll bring it up. T- keep talking. Yeah, I mean, I just think again, this is a much bigger game for them than it is for Alabama. And uh, and I think they're gonna be hyped up. I think the must bus is gonna be completely full for this one, and uh, I expect to see some some shedding of the shirt after the game. I mean, who is it going to be Mush shedding his shirt or is it going to be Nate Oates? That's the big question. And and I think Mus is probably much more in shape than, than Nate Oates is. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure – I just want to double-check, but I'm pretty sure that Alabama basically has the uh, the SEC regular season title locked up. Yeah, they're three games yeah. – they're three games up with, with basically three games left, and they still get Mississippi State and, and Auburn. So they just have yeah. to win one more game in there. They have the SEC regular season title locked up, which, I mean – once you get past that, you're basically paying, playing for seating. And playing, well, they're playing for a one seed overall, is what yeah. they're still doing. That fourth and, one, and one we've seen, overall. we've seen, we've seen over the years, like that. That's that's not the greatest motivation to get kids to play. Like when you're not playing for a championship, it's like it's hard to kind of especially yeah. We win this game, so Alabama. we get a one seed. It's like it's oh, especially this Alabama team that honestly has shown over the the course of their careers that haven't been the most reliable. Uh, emotionally and getting up for every game. So it'll be interesting in this one. Um, 
So I think yeah. I actually like the the over in this spot more than either side. Okay, um, I can see that. We know we know how fast Alabama wants to play. They played the second fastest pace in the country, but yeah. Arkansas is also willing to get out and run um, yes, as well. We we've seen them, uh, we've seen them do that. The uh, the only concern that I have is that I do think that um, that Must is the kind of coach that will uh, just kind of slow it down and not play into Alabama's hands. Like I don't think that you want to play fast against them. Um, and the other part of it, if he does that, Alabama actually is the second best defense in college basketball. They are very good at that. Amazing. So Amazing. It, it's a little concerning to me that 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 total has creeped up to one fifty six. Yeah. Um, so I I. I don't love it, but I definitely don't want to be on the under in this spot because I think that this is going to be up and down and, and a shootout. So um, I'm probably going to be on the over as opposed to either side. If you force me to pick a side, I, yeah. I think I think Arkansas is the play. I mean they they can match up with what um, with what Alabama wants to do in terms of spacing the floor. Uh, and I do think that um, that Muss has been willing to not play. Like the big thing with them, and for me, and part of the reason why I, I just I, it's hard for me to buy into Arkansas is because like Connor Vanover is still playing like twenty minutes a game. But in in league play, you know, as they've kind of made this run of late, uh, his, his numbers have kind of gone down a little bit. And Muss has been willing to play um, guys other than him because if you have Connor Vanover chasing around Jordan Bruner on the perimeter, that's not a good thing no. for. Uh, for, for Arkansas long-term. So I would expect to see a lot more of, of um, you know, other guys at the five there. I, you know, I, I kind of like their lineups when they go full small, when Arkansas does. And I think that's the best way to match up with well, Alabama. Because Manover is just a guy that, depending on matchups, he can affect the game. But but he's a face-up, you know, big. You don't want him out there and shooting threes. And, you know, he's not the most – like, he's not – immobile but he's not the guy that you want he's uh, he's pretty immobile and he's real skinny he's just really t- like it's yeah. it's i love i love watching him play just because it's like you got the seven three dude out here chucking 25 foot threes i laugh every single time he shoots one all right uh next most important game of the day is i don't know I, you like, know it's it's not a great slate in terms of games that you're like i gotta watch like again Florida State, Miami. Like I, I, I like Florida State there, given the eleven and a half, just because I don't trust Miami, and I think they're, you know, kind of a dead team for the most part. They've had just said I, I love not to cut you off, sorry, but I, I love Florida. Like my favorite bet of the day is Florida State minus eleven. Yeah, me too. Um, just they, I mean, they can overwhelm you with their length and athleticism. Um, Miami doesn't really have a point guard on the roster because Chris Likes is all banged up, and like it does kind of feel like one all, all year. Yeah. No it, no likes, no Matt Cross who transferred. Like they're they're down three of the top four players from the start of the season. And at this point, it's it's very hard to uh for it's very hard for them to like keep playing as hard as they would. Like they, they scrapped for a while and they picked yeah. up some big wins. Um yeah. Isaiah Wong has been unbelievable, but like now we're at they the end of the blown season. By Georgia Tech, their last game, Rob. Blown yeah. out. You got you gotta start saying blown out. You, you gotta you gotta blown get out. the out. I said that blown out. Yeah. You gotta get the out in there. (laughs) Otherwise, you're gonna be getting too excited about talking about these picks. (laughs) Uh, What other games are like really of 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 major consequence? Um, uh, You know, Indiana Rutgers. Indiana Rutgers is the biggest game, probably the biggest game of the day. Because if Indiana wins this, I feel like we say this every time Indiana plays. If Indiana wins this, they're in pretty good shape for the tournament. If they don't, like, but even when they win one, then they lose another one the next time, and you're like, they're back on the bubble again. 
Like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're very good. much. I think Rutgers is probably like fairly safe as long as they yeah. don't do anything horrible down the stretch. But like, Indiana's got to get some wins. And yeah. I don't. I mean, I feel like after the the loss to Michigan State, blowing that lead, like it it feels like the um, the pitchforks are starting to come out for Archie. Like that, those fans have are never they, been happy. They've been out. They've been well, out I'm for saying, two years. I'm, I'm saying it's been it's been a lot. Like you can't blow that lead and, and not have Indiana fans in an uproar. And now it's like you see there there are guys like Zach Osterman had a column that was basically like where like if we're not winning this game, like where are we going from here? And Zach Osterman is like a level-headed guy that's not going to go out there. He's a beat writer for the Indy Star, and he's not going to go out like he he ain't going after Archie just to go after Archie, right? He he's not the kind of guy that's going to do that just for clicks. So when he's like, okay, what's going on here? Uh, that's when you know it's kind of like, well, maybe the writing is on the wall at this point. Um, who do you like there? Rutgers is laying three and a half uh, at home. Yeah, I'll take Rutgers. Indiana. I'll take Rutgers. I don't. I just don't trust anybody on in Indiana not named Trace Jackson Davis. How's that? Not one guy. Not one guy on their team that you know what you're going to get every single night other than Trace. Uh, Rutgers went through that awful stretch, but I thought, you know, they rebounded from that pretty well. They beat Indiana earlier this year. It was a close game, but, you know, I, I think Rutgers, again, they haven't been great lately, but but I think at home, and, and, and again, I know the, the fans, it's not the rack, um, but I just think to me, you know, three, three and a half, I think Rutgers covers. Yeah, th- I mean, the big thing is going to be Miles Johnson and whether or not he gets into foul trouble for me. You know, he's a guy that can actually defend Trace Jackson Davis. And, uh, you know, it's it's not like um, they have anyone else that has really been effective uh, kind of in that position. I, I don't think that Big Cliff, uh, you, you know, he's he's a great athlete and a great rim protector and a great guy rolling to the rim. He's but- not ready for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a tough matchup for him. So, like, if Miles Johnson can stay out of foul trouble, which is no guarantee, I think that they have a pretty good shot. Just because, like, Rutgers has so many little guards that are able to penetrate. Um, but the most important thing for them, like, I, Rutgers is never going to be able to hit their ceiling if Ron Harper Jr. does not get out of this, like, massive slump that he's been he in. so good early in the year. We were like, remember, he was through the first, like, 10 games, he was like a first-team All-American candidate, and then he just came down to earth completely. Yeah, so he finally hit a three against Michigan to kind of break this this streak where he missed. But that was the first three that he hit since the last time that they played Indiana on January 24th. Oh, man. In the last month, here we are. Here we go. I'm going to add it all up. 0 for 6 against Michigan, 0 for 4 against Northwestern, 0 for 2 against Minnesota, 0 for 4 against Iowa, um, 0 for 3 against Northwestern. That's 0 for 19 total. 1 for 4 against Michigan. That's 1 for 23. Uh, and 0 for 4 against Maryland, their last loss. He's one. For his last 28 from three. And wow. that game against Indiana, he was only one for five. Hey, Joe, on Seton Hall, uh, yeah, they they, they got to – I mean, I think they got to probably win these last three. They got Butler uh, on the road here tonight. Then a week they get UConn at home. That's a huge one. And then you can't slip up and lose to St. John's on the road. I, I think you might need all three and then do some work in the Big East tournament. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Racket Matrix has Seton Hall in right now. Wow, wow. Think I, about it. Think about it like this: like the the team that is kind of right on the cut line right now for yeah. Racket Matrix is um, is Wichita State and Stanford, right? And St. Right. Louis and Richmond yep. and yeah. so it's amazing. I mean, it is amazing. We look at it, and a lot of these teams that haven't done a whole hell of a lot, but every year that's the case. Now, I mean, teams get in. 
at the back end of the tournament now that you're just like, really, well, can't we contract? We've we've made the we've made the point this year over and over again, and I think it deserves reiterating that no one's played a full season, so everybody's profile is going to look a lot worse than it normally does. Yeah. Just because when you're when you're 22 games in, it's normally like the the end of January, right? Sometimes in the middle. Well, to you the don't end. have as many if you're Seton Hall. I mean, look at what you had in the non-conference. You lost to Louisville out of the gates. You got Iona. You lost to URI. You lost to Oregon. You're shot. You're, I mean, you got Wagner. You have Wagner. You had Penn State. Like, you just didn't have enough in the non You only had six shots instead of 13. Now, some of those will be bye games. They didn't play a lot of bye games this year. But they had a rough start because of uh, their pauses early in the season that really affected them against – like URI, they're not losing that game if they play URI. Right. So what other what other lines do, lines do you like? Um, I kind of like Vanderbilt plus seven at home against Tennessee. You love stack though. Vanderbilt's been playing better. Like you, he he he's coaching them well, man. Like the last. So the, here's here's what's happened in their last in their last uh, since the since they got blown out at home by Arkansas when he called out his team. They lost by seven at Florida. Yeah. They, Beat South Carolina at home by 12. They lost by three at Georgia. They lost by six at home to Auburn. They beat Mississippi State. They lost by four at home to Kentucky. And they lost by four at Alabama. He's, they've been playing tough. They've been yeah. playing close. And it's not yeah. like he's you know anything to make us be all that impressed by them. No doubt. They, you know, Stack, Stack is coaching them up, but uh, I'm going to take the seven and head to the bank. I'm going to, I'm, meaning I'm going to lay the seven. Yeah, I was gonna say. Okay, so you're you're doing the same thing that I am. Okay. No, no, I'm going. Aren't you going with stack here? Yeah, but I'm going like the only the only line that I have a great feel on is Florida State minus eleven. So everything else is just going to be. Uh, I want to make sure that we give some picks. I don't love it, uh, so I'll be. I'll, it'll be small. I'll have something on it, but it'll be small for me. I also. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going Tennessee there, laying the points. I'm going Arkansas. Um, I I'm, just think I'll, that. Uh, that line to me um, screams. The the other one I like. I like St. Bonaventure. To be honest, they're getting a point and a half against at Davidson, and I just I like the matchup uh, in that one. Davidson's only played twice since Jan- January twenty fourth. They lost to St. Bonnie's uh, at St. Bonnie's last week by about ten. So I, I just like the matchup there. I know we generally like the split when these two, you know two teams play within such a short period of time, but uh, I like Mark Schmidt and the Bonnies, and mm-hmm. uh, Schmidt's probably doing a little bit of uh, trying to make sure he gets in the mix for that Boston College job at his alma mater too. So, all right, uh, so two more, two more. I want to talk about before we move on. Um, yeah. Virginia minus eleven against NC State in the bounce back spot. NC State's banged up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just I I feel like the way that NC State wants to play, which is kind of you know, get up and down, um, get to the offensive glass, try to force some turnovers. Um, I don't like I it. I just don't, I don't have a feel for it. I don't have a feel. Yeah, it's it just I don't think that uh, the way that NC State wants to play, like, is the stuff that uh, Virginia is so good at just shutting down and choking off and, and cutting off. Um, so I kind of like them there. Uh, I like Virginia there, I'm sorry. And then I like Tulane plus 12 um, at – Memphis, it's never going to feel comfortable, but Memphis is coming off of an 18-day pause. So, those are the those are the, the how many is that? So, I like Florida State minus 12. I like Tulane plus uh, Florida State minus 11. Tulane plus 12. 
Arkansas, Alabama over 156, Virginia minus 11, and then Vandy plus seven. That's where I'm going to be tonight. Favorite bet of the day is Florida State. People, have right, yeah, I'm with you. Florida State. State. I got Tennessee. I got Arkansas. I got the Bonnies, and uh, I'm going to go Loyola Maryland. They're playing uh, American. And uh, uh, what's the line there? I had it. No, I don't have it. What's the line with that? Loyola Maryland. Loyola. Uh, oh, bring it up. Over, courtesy of our partners at Bet Rivers, uh, is Loyola minus eight. It's a little high, but I'm still gonna I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with the Greyhounds there. And uh yeah, that's it. Check bet spurts. Uh also uh we will have a uh a surprise guest on Friday. Uh Friday morning we'll have a, a surprise guest, meaning that Rob Doster will have no idea who it is, as usual. And I think we'll also do something soon where Rob, and I don't know how you feel about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna run it by you just because you know. I think it's the right thing to do here. I think we should bring on a um, a, a viewer, a loyal viewer, um, and, okay. and bring somebody on. At some point, maybe next week, we have a day. So um, make your case. If you want to come on and uh, and make an appearance on this, one of you guys that, that again, is loyal uh, and, and is here with us every day, uh, let us know. All right? So you can hit me uh, – you should see on Twitter, I believe I have my email address. So make sure you email me or DM me. DMing me on Twitter is fine, too. So as long as you're not that PJ guy from St. John's. Yeah, PJ, I, no, no, PJ. I don't think he'll – I don't think he gets up this early to listen to the stream. I think he's still recovering, you know. Yeah. Should yeah. be in school. He's a sophomore in high school, supposedly. Yeah, allegedly. All right. We will see you guys again uh, tomorrow morning. Hope you guys hit all your bets. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.